I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy. I got beef back here all of a sudden. Beef? Yeah, man. Oh, I like behind I got, the glass beef. Yeah, What's yeah, going behind on? Behind the glass beef back here. Kev, our great audio guy. Kevy Kev. Telling me he invited our fantastic director, Isaiah Wrinkle, to go out Saturday night after their shows that they were doing in here. Hey, I didn't get a call. Uh, but apparently, uh, Isaiah blew him off to go play poker with Jeff Parles. And I'm like, how have I not heard any great Jeff Parles, <laughs> Isaiah Wrinkle poker table stories? Like, come on. By the way, the Jeff Parlay poker thing is becoming a thing. It's becoming a thing. It's becoming a thing. I don't like being cut out of the hot goss, okay? And uh, Isaiah not bringing up all week that he played poker with Jeff Parles? You just say hot goss. Yes, I did. I just said hot goss on the air. That is embarrassing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Still to come this this hour, Dan Bespris on the NBA. Dano with the best audio in the business, who uh, I think is on child duty, but apparently didn't care about his child and is going to do the show. Is that a correct assessment Uh, of the situation? He's going to do the show. I do believe he just texted me about having technical difficulties. Oh, boy. But uh, he's going to do the show. Okay, Matt Brown, WGC. We'll do that with him as well. A couple clarifications. Well, not a couple clarifications. We'll just as one clarification because uh, Dan Mattia was on, and as he was speaking, I was thinking in my head, I got to follow up on this because he made a statement that's going to be misconstrued. It sounded like he was xing out South Carolina of winning this. What he meant, Kelly, was the winner of the Tennessee Virginia Tech uh, game that plays UConn in the Elite Eight assuming they beat Ohio State, to make the final against South Carolina. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That because it sense. did sound like for one moment he was he was eliminating South Carolina, but for those of us who don't know women's hoops and the bracket as well, that's just want to clarify that. Yeah, I mean, a couple other things just to point out about those odds, um, and I know we got Pritch standing by, Pritch, thank you. Uh, like, okay, we're, we're talking about going for 64 teams to 16 with two number one seeds eliminated, and you can get you can get Virginia Tech at the same number that we talked about with Dano last week, right? Yeah. It was 40 to 1. Yeah. It's the same number. Um, and then also... Which I know, don't which I don't think is a huge deal in women's hoops, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a huge you. deal either. Because yeah. they're supposed one, to win those games. Like, this one might be a bigger deal for me from just a... Like, I don't know anything about women's college basketball, Right. But from a better's perspective, from 64 to 16 and two one seeds are out and South Carolina only moves up 75 cents. Yeah, it's interesting. I pointed that out as well. Like, that might be a bet. And, and one other thing, just a little gambling etiquette moment here before we get to Pritch, which is about that, again, Ega pulling out of the Miami Open with the rib injury. 
And so I immediately said, go grab Sabalenka and Rabakin on each side of the bracket. Some books immediately took it down. Some books very slow to take it down, Kelly. And so I made the one bet, because you don't want to get greedy in these moments. You don't want to be a pig. But if they leave it up 10 minutes after your first bet, they're allowed etiquette-wise, in my opinion, to bet it again. Is that fair? Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Mike Pritchard joins us, ladies and gentlemen. VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard. Uh, to talk some NFL with us. Always a pleasure to have Mike on. Football never sleeps. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> I'm doing great. Can I get some love for the Lady Buffs at all? I mean, Lady Buffs. <laughs> Going up against Caitlin Clark. Toast. I know. Oh, I know. Kelly, I know. You hear what Kelly just said? You hear what Kelly just, he doesn't care. Yeah, I heard him. I heard him. <laughs> It's out the, from the back row over there. <laughs> That's good. I like it. There's behind the glass beef happening. Yeah, Mike. Yep. It's a big thing. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kelly, the yeah. great Dove Climbing. When was the last time you saw a picture of Dove Climbing, uh, Kelly? Never. Not once. Yeah, not once either. Um, but uh, he's not the only one, or or it's not the only one, to report that, <laughs> that Lamar Jackson is ready to move on from the Ravens now. This according to Mike Florio, who I think was the first person to put this out. Um Mike, what what's going to happen? Like, I know this is a un, completely unfair question, but what do your instincts tell you is going to happen with Lamar Jackson ultimately? Well, it's fascinating, Gil and Kelly, because Lamar Jackson is ready to move on, uh, but I believe the Ravens are ready to move on. And, and they indicated that, but with that tender, mm-hmm. uh, $32 million, the non-exclusive uh, franchise offer, meaning, okay, go out and seek a, a deal. And, you know, everybody has come to the conclusion that the Ravens will go ahead and match it. Well, they're going to have to match it with a new offensive coordinator and a coordinator that Lamar Jackson doesn't know, hasn't worked with. Right. Uh, so Roman's no longer there. And, and so, I mean, if, if the Ravens really wanted Lamar Jackson, they would understand that dynamic and they would have him in the building right now under contract. They would meet his demands or they would close the gap and get close enough to where they can get a deal done. But the reality of the situation is that the Ravens indicated to Lamar Jackson that they want him to move on. And so now uh, I guess these reports are kind of on the side of Lamar, but I've been in the, in the camp that, you know, the Ravens are ready to part waves and uh, look, if they can get Lamar Jackson back cheap uh, for one year and 32 million, I think they'll settle for that and see what happens. Uh, But no, I I don't think their, uh, their intentions are to really secure Lamar Jackson with a long-term contract under the desires that he currently has right now. Yeah, certainly not long-term. And we've seen that happen before. Why? No, most notably Washington with Kirk Cousins, who signed right. him two years straight with one-year deals. And Kirk Cousins was just thrilled to do that, betting on himself. And it ended up great for him. He ended up with a three-year contract for, I think it was $84 million initially, or $87 million with the Vikings. You know, once you get up there, Mike, who cares? Yeah, uh, 84, I know. Yeah. By the way, that, that stat yeah. right there, best winning percentage as a starting quarterback, yeah. that's startling. Can we throw that it up is. there again? Patrick Mahomes, no one would, would be surprised. 64-16, and 16, his winning percentage, 800 winning percentage. Brady, pardon me, Tom Brady and Roger Staubach after that. And who's fourth? Lamar yeah. Jackson. Like, at 26 years old, a former MVP. Like, what are we talking about? Collusion is what yeah, we're talking it, about. It really is crazy to think about, guys, because, you know, one of the things, like, you saw Darren Waller get traded right? yeah. uh, from the Raiders to, to the Giants. And, okay, he had the hamstring issue, which, I don't know, was it really an issue, that kind of thing. Uh, he got new money. Well, here's Lamar Jackson, who could have came back. I mean, he could have came back. We saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl uh, on one leg and won the championship. He could have came back. 
I mean, I know there's a difference between pain and injury, but uh, I, I think Lamar Jackson took it upon himself to not come back. Uh, and so in the playoffs, that's what the Baltimore Ravens went with, and they almost won. <laughs> so uh, it, it's like uh, the situation with the Ravens, I, I think they feel stronger within themselves that they could be okay without Lamar Jackson. I think they've come to that conclusion right now. I've asked you in some form or another, like what team under the, you know, I don't know about under the radar, but what team that most people aren't thinking about do you think is poised for a playoff run this coming season? Let me ask the opposite of that. What's a team that most people, conventional wisdom, you know, is such that they think this is, oh, this is a solid football team. Absolutely, they're going to make the playoffs. To not make the playoffs would be a surprise. And maybe that's, Maybe that's Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I don't know what your answer would be, mm-hmm. but what team would that be for you where you're like, I don't really buy it. They could be vulnerable. Yeah, you know, it's it's really early for that right now. I mean, um, I, I think, wow, this, I mean, San Francisco uh, is, is, is going to be good. Philly is going to be good. I think Dallas could win a division. Uh, I'm not so sure about Miami. Uh, you know, the Tua thing uh, is interesting to me. Uh, they're going to go in that direction, which is fine. They probably need to do that. And then defensively, are they uh, boosting themselves up uh, enough defensively? I don't think Buffalo is going to fall off. I am intrigued by uh, the Jets right now. Uh, it's anybody's guess, really, uh, in the NFC South uh, at this point, too. So, uh, you know, surprising teams, I, I, I can't call it right now because um, you know, everybody's in love with Detroit, right? But I think Detroit's really going to be be legitimate. Uh, the Vikings could fall off. Uh, I do believe that that could happen. Uh, we'll see what happens there, though. But I've been focusing on the Seattle Seahawks, to be honest with you, Gil and Kelly, in terms of not only winning that division, uh, but perhaps putting in themselves in a position to kind of be in that Super Bowl mode as well. Interesting. Um, you brought up Buffalo. And I wasn't going to ask about Buffalo, but it occurs to me just frame, the way I frame the question. Buffalo's great. Josh Allen is so much better than any of us thought he was going to be, right? He is the exception to the, if you're not accurate in college, you'll never be accurate in the pros, um, you know, you know, axiom that people usually go with. He has proven everybody wrong on that. The Buffalo Bills are going to be one of the better teams in the NFL. No one doubts that. But have we gotten to a point, and I guess we don't know what their full roster is going to be. We have to preface right. it by saying that. But do are they starting to feel like a team to you that there's a window? The window's mm-hmm. not quite close to being shut because Josh Allen is still very young. But do you worry that if you, if, if, as near misses accumulate, that that might just become your identity? Yeah, I am worried about that. I'm worried about, um, you know, they're not a complete team. Like, they have a complete roster. From 1 through 53, they're great, you know, and in terms of uh, winning a Super Bowl. Uh, and the quarterback's outstanding. He's really played himself into that position. But they're not complete in terms of what they need to do to win a Super Bowl. And that's get more balanced and, and rely on a running game. Uh, you know, Josh Allen and, and Buffalo, for whatever reason, they took the ball out of his hands uh, in terms of running it. Uh, and making him a weapon that way down the stretch, and it cost him. Uh, but he was the leading rusher pretty much for that football team. But they have to uh, be committed to the running game. They have to be committed to toughness. Uh, and I don't see that materializing uh, in the offseason right now for Buffalo. It's like they're staying status quo, uh, even though Frazier is leaving and taking a year off or whatever. Um, I, it seems like they feel like they're pretty solid with that blueprint. But that blueprint keeps coming up short. Uh, so they're going to have to reinvent themselves, kind of like what Kansas City did uh, after Tyreek Hill. So 
Uh, if that starts to happen, then Buffalo still has that window. But if not, I could see them falling off, though. All right. Yes, no. You still think C.J. Stroud's going to the Panthers at one? I do. I okay. do. Like Bryce Young's going to impress at his pro day. Don't get me wrong. And I think those odds are going to shift because you're going to hear nothing but great things uh, from, from about Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud is also – uh, I don't think he's going to impress throwing the ball more, but I think his athleticism uh, is going to show and his footwork is going to showcase a little bit too, uh, therefore making him a solid number one overall choice. Minus 185 to go number one. That's dropped a little bit. And will Daniel yeah. Snyder sell the team? Will he sell Washington? Yeah. And and will yes. you see a grown man cry on air? <laughs> yes. Yes. Celebrate. Where's where's the confetti? Oh. You guys are ready for that party? I will, I will weep uncontrollably, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Mike Pritchard at M.I. Pritchard. Ever seen a grown man cry, Kelly? I'm looking forward to it. You are going to see one. We'll come back. Dan Bespers on the NBA next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness for only $19. Picks from VSIN hosts, analysts, and guests, including the great Will Hill, who was just on the show uh, earlier today. Plus, exclusive betting splits. Our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe and get this special March offer for just $19. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from the uh, South Point Numbers Game. Um, again, shout out to J-Rod. J-Rod, who uh, is a loyal listener who I met at Bet Bash, Spanky's Bet Bash 2 when it was in Vegas. Super great guy. And I've uh, stayed in contact with him since. He was the first one to alert us to Iga Sviantek pulling out of the Miami Open 
we probably, I mean, I, I think most of us probably thought that if she was going to pull out, it would have happened already, yeah. but it didn't. So we kind of assumed, I guess she's playing. This was no fake rib injury that got her rolled out of uh, Indian Wells in the semis by Elena Rabakina. And I immediately said, everybody go grab Sabalenka on one side of the bracket. Everybody grab Rabakina on the other. Um, we have a number, we have like 20 different tweets of people grabbing it before it came down at different prices. Some people have had the meeting in the finals for those books that offer that. Some people have peppered it a little more with Babora Krajikova a little further down the line. So I love it. That And again, let me just state this because there's not often we get to have these moments on the air. I believe that there's a that there's a betting etiquette to this. Some people might disagree with me, and some people might say, who cares about etiquette? I'm going to pound it 100 times. Well, you don't want to lose accounts, right? You don't want to do that. And if account means something to you, I think we played it correctly, which is grab it quickly before they take it down. And if some of these books leave it up mistakenly with Ega adjusted odds, meaning Ega's still in it, and they're still up on the board, you're allowed to hit it again. 10 minutes down the road, five, 10 minutes down that there's no problem with that. Just don't become a pig about it. And I, and I ended up getting two bets in before they took it down and they finally did take it down. So yeah. I'm pumped to have it. Yeah. The only thing I'd follow up with is, uh, Hey, if you're, uh, if you're betting like 20 to a hundred bucks, you could you could keep being a pig about it. Like there, there, there ain't gonna be no repercussions. There would that. be that. Yes, I'm not referring to twenty dollar <laughs> yes, yeah. wagers. So that's, yeah, that's what you're betting. Go ahead, yes. keep hitting it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And by the way, the other part of this is there's no guarantee that either of those two girls win, right? Either those two, le- yep. two ladies win. Although I would say they're number two and three in the world. You might just be hitting the bullet. CLV store with a fat ticket. Might be able to get a stuffed bear. They take uh, CLV money at the bagels shop, right? right? Yeah, I'm yeah. positive they do. I've got a lot of CLV on this. Can I get an onion bagel, please? Uh, this man has ingested many an onion bagel in his lifetime. He's one of the few people on earth who had a podcast before I did. It's the great Dan Bespris, everybody. The greatest audio on earth. How you doing, man? That's the best welcome I think I've ever had. Although I will say, <laughs> yeah. I and this is going to surprise no one, I'm kind of a plain bagel man. Yeah, that is yeah. your look brand, Dano. Look at me. I'm a plain bagel, Gil. <laughs> It's a plain bagel. Dano, by the way, I should mention, is the assistant GM at Sports Ethos, also the Fantasy NBA Today host. Uh, You can follow him at Dan Bespris, B-E-S-B-R-I-S, on Twitter. Um, Great to have you. By the way, I have completely neglected you this season, so it's completely on me. I hope to have you on many times when you're not on child duty from here to the uh, child duty, by the way. That's D-U-T-Y, in case anybody's scoring at home, uh, between now and the end of the finals. But Paul George gets hurt last night, and let's just start there. Um... I hope it's not serious, but if it is, just eliminate the Clippers right out of your head from the sweepstakes here. Yeah, I think you, I think you'd have to. And I mean, we all saw it, right? That looked like weeks and Oof, not days. Brutal. And I feel like we're kind of hoping it's only weeks and you know not worse than that because that I know they showed the replay a thousand times, and you're thinking, please be a hyperextension, but it kind of looked like it went a little sideways too. But you know, we can't really play doctor here. We'll just hope for the best. We know PG is not the world's fast healer. Uh, these guys are getting on in their years a little bit on the Clippers. They're injury prone, man. The West is wide open and it just gets more and more open. Every time a star goes down for however long it's, uh, it's rough out there right now. Yeah. It's it's really hard to bet the NBA right now, well, by the way. Let's do that broadly. Let's do that broadly. So before we before we get to your your because I want your thoughts on the playoffs and how to bet the playoffs and that kind of thing. But if we just take the Western Conference which, and you just pointed out, right? I, I mentioned a couple times on the show already, the difference between 5 and 12 is two games in the loss column. 
Um, let's start right there, right? So it's just a complete free-for-all in the belly of the Western Conference. And then at the top, you have teams with their own questions, right? Will KD's return immediately mean that the Suns will gel and be awesome? The Nuggets, who have fallen on hard times, relatively speaking here late, the number one, the presumptive number one seed, do do people really feel they're getting there? The Warriors are in the middle of the pack, and they're the third short shot to win the West. My goodness, right? So teams still aren't taking the Kings seriously, who are 22 to 1 to win the West. Like, where where do you start with this? What's your whole broad viewpoint? So the first thing that jumps out to me was the last thing you said, which is that no one's giving the Kings any respect at all. And I understand the sort of old adage of there's not a whole lot of playoff experience and blah, blah, blah. But, but they do have the best player in the NBA in fourth quarters this year, which kind of matters in tight ball games. I think the Kings are actually an incredible value there. And they were higher than that as recently as what? I think two to three weeks ago. Um, So there's a place that I would look. The fact that you're getting a team that, Still struggles with the best teams in the NBA, but largely that's been Eastern Conference teams for them. So not as worried about it when it comes down to to getting through the West. And I also think if you really wanted to, you could hedge off of them as you kind of work your way down the line. Uh, Kevin Durant is the big question there. You started that at the top. If he does come back healthy, the Suns have to be the presumptive favorites, and they are right now. But I mean, like you said, I you were talking about how five and 13 or five and 12 are really tight. I would argue that basically they're all kind of tight on more of a, if you're really looking at it from a Western conference uh, odds to win standpoint, because of all these question marks, I do think the nuggets bounce back a little bit. I think they're just going through that mental thing of like, Oh, well, we built up a five game lead in the West. We can kind of dial it down to 85% like everybody else does right now. Um, but in terms of value, the Kings at 22 to one are ridiculous. And frankly, a little bit of a Homer thing to say, I don't know if LeBron's coming back. If someone had some information on that, the Lakers at 15 to one is weirdly low for a Lakers team. Usually you'd expect them to be even more juiced. That's actually not that crazy of a a bet to take. If you're just basically betting LeBron comes back and gets them through a round or two. And I, I was going to say the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is probably the Warriors. But the uh, pick any smaller animal you want in the room is the Grizzlies at plus 850. Like, we're just ignoring them? Yeah, you know, I'm still... Steven Adams actually is a, is a weirdly large piece of that for me. I, I, we've all been talking about Jaw and the stuff he's been going through. And we know they've been struggling a little bit with him out. I mean, they've won a few in a row now. They're a good team. They're way better at home than they are on the road. Um, if it weren't for the Warriors having their home road splits, we'd probably be talking about the yes. Grizzlies home splits. Yeah. Uh, but without Steven Adams to just knock people around and set those giant screens, the Grizzlies offensively and on the glass don't scare me quite as much. And they're not that team that you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with them in a longer series. That's a team you look at and say, I don't want to deal with them in a shorter series because Ja can get hot. Um, I think the Grizzlies are actually relatively accurately priced, um, but could be an interesting value if we find out Adams is really close. Okay, because you and I have never had the chance to talk about this, about the Warriors' home road splits, which has never plagued this team ever before during the Warriors' dynasty. And even two-thirds of the way into the NBA season, I would have said, well, this isn't really a thing, right? It's just a a statistical anomaly of sorts. But at this point, you know, and if you distill it to the stat, it's, it's the opponent's field goal percentage and also their three-point field goal percentage, specifically home and, you know, when they're playing them at home and on the road, it's so ridiculously, you know, vast, the gap between them. What is, what is that to you? Like, what is going on? 
I think early in the year it was noise and now it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're in it now and they're like, oh, well, this is just who we are. And after a certain number of times, <laughs> even if it was noise every time at a certain point, a team's probably like, okay, well, we're just like, we don't make shots here anymore. And well, does, you start to believe it. Does that stop in the postseason? You know, I really don't know. I also would love to know, and I, I I know that they've been secretive about it on purpose because it's a personal matter. Yeah. Do they get Andrew Wiggins Do back? Do they get some, Andrew Wiggins? It's huge. He was probably the best player on that team for them he, in their championship run. He was last year for sure. I mean, he was the key cog. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Any any he, he, what was he averaging like eleven rebounds a game in the finals or something like that? Yeah. They need these guys that are going to go make defensive plays and clean the glass and do the things that the shooters don't necessarily want to do. And, and again, this, there's an age thing that goes on with some of these clubs, but yeah, I mean, I would assume that some of that home road stuff dissipates in the postseason, but also like they're going to be playing better teams at that point. So maybe it doesn't any uh, place today, or is it just impossible to bet these days to you? It's almost impossible. It is severe spot betting right now. There was a spot uh, late last week where Boston was in altitude off the Pacific time back-to-back in Utah. And that was like, you pick these out of the sky. Um, last night, the Kings, a fifth game in seven days. So these little scheduling anomalies that you can pick on. But almost everything else, you're just looking at the Twitter feed and waiting for which players are about to be ruled out with eight minutes before tip. I don't want to have to deal with that. I, I don't. I hate to be in that spot where... I care more about a player's status than the game, than like the players and the teams do. Yeah, yeah. That's a rough way to bet. Daniel, let's have you back on quick so we can talk playoff betting next time, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Gil. Thanks, Kelly. Dan Bespers, love you, man. Dan Bespers, plain bagel guy, Kelly. Plain bagel. <laughs> on brand. Dano, again, at Sports Ethos and the Fantasy NBA Today podcast host. Matt Brown on the WGC next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with our MLB betting guide. It's available now and has futures, team previews, and best bets. Steve Mackinnon with power ratings on every team, plus Adam Burke breaking down how the new MLB rules will impact betters. Whether you bet baseball every day or are looking for valuable futures bets, our betting guide has it all. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN for 30 days for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Kelly, uh, me and Wishnev, our, our tennis match got. Uh, winded out today i'm wearing a flannel shirt on march 22nd in vegas yeah yesterday was weird yesterday's weather was crazy. it was like rainy and cold all day it is almost as if the climate has changed sounds like matt brown kicking weather to me <laughs> let's perfect let's, conditions i was gonna read tweets but what a segue that is matt brown ladies and gentlemen co-host of the handle which airs uh weekends here at vison noon to three Eastern time. How you doing, Mateo? Doing well, doing well. For our friends up north, if you want that free trial or that that limited trial, it's 2606 Canadian, if you want to get in on that. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. What about that? It's kicking weather. It's perfect kicking weather. Matt, what do you say to that? Well, it depends. Would the wind be at my back? If so, then yes. If the wind was in my face, <laughs> then absolutely not. That would not be kicking weather. Yes, uh, I'm glad you went ahead and pulled the the plug on that early gill because this, this, I just was out in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that wind would make tennis pretty miserable today. So by the way, before we get to Matt's WGC thoughts, just for those who don't know what we're talking about, the field goal, uh, we did a show called primetime action, Kelly, Matt, Danielle, and I, and 
I don't know. You could explain what was it that precipitated? Because Matt get, Matt got chesty because somebody was missing short field goals in an NFL game. And what did you say? I have no idea how it started. Oh no, it was something like that. Somebody I, I, missed I, a field Matt, goal. Matt, do you? No, 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 guys, 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 guys. Oh, it wasn't. It was wrong. someone passed on a twenty-one yard field goal, and oh. I said. I could make a 21-yard field goal left-footed or whatever. Yes, and you did. That's right. Yes. And and this then it became right. this thing, and then it became a, a even bigger thing. And all. so I will say this. And in the end, never and, a thing at all. I think we should and, just go do and, it today. The wind and, makes no, it but, more interesting. No, so so here's here's the thing, and I and I will be held to this. I told I I told um all of the fine ladies that have worked on the show. It, Danielle has been on, and Stormy, and and everyone. I will do this. I will do this by the Kentucky Derby. So I have Whoa. until, Whoa. and, and if not, I will pay out to all the people that the bets have, um, that, that I book bets with. So okay. there we go. I've got oh, a month have, and a half. You got a month and a half. You've got booked bets on the side. And again, it's, you will kick, give the parameters again, because there's two parts of this. Yes, it is. It is. I have five chances, right footed from 40 and I have three chances left footed from 21. Okay, Matt checking the barometric pressure of every day in the next yeah. month and a half to yeah. make sure it's perfect. I just well. asked the circuit control room to confirm this with Stormy because I could okay. see her sitting in the studio right, right now. Let's so. get Stormy on yeah. to, to confirm. All right, yes. World yes. Golf Championship mm-hmm. Match Play, Dell Technologies. This is a different kind of format. It's a homage to the brackets of NCAA March Madness. And I guess the first question before we get your picks is, um, does this mess around? You do modeling. You have a few going at once. It's not your standard format. It's even different than it was, I think, even before yeah. in, the, in the brackets. So how how hard do you go here? Yeah, I don't really model at all for this, really. Like, I'll just pull up the stats over, just 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 basic general stats over the last 36 and 24 rounds. And then from there, it really just depends on how these guys got grouped and, and whatever. Because, I mean, you take a look and just to give it a perfect example here, right? Like John Rahm is arguably the best player, if not the second best player in the world right now behind Scotty Scheffler. But then you look at his group and he's in a group with Billy Horschel, Keith Mitchell and Ricky Fowler. And it's like a former champion in Billy Horschel. Keith Mitchell's playing the best golf of his career right now. And then Ricky Fowler's on this giant career resurgence since he switched up his swing and went back to Butch Harmon as his coach. Like that group is horrible for John Rahm. So like, even if John Rahm right now was the greatest player that we've ever seen, you know, say that run that he was on to begin the season had kept on. I still wouldn't be comfortable betting John Rahm in this group because he just got unlucky in the group pairings. Right. And so that to me is why you don't really model because at the end of the day, like John Rahm would have come up first or second, basically in every single model that I ran, but I don't want to bet John Rahm here because of the group that he's in. So more, more just general stats. So when you when you did crunch the general stats, you came up mm-hmm. with, wow, Matt, you have way more bets than I thought you would. Do you always go this hard on this tournament? This is well, unlike you, isn't it? It's just a bunch of group bets, right? Okay. And 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 for me, it's one of those things where kind of like we were talking about, like there there were some of these groups where I felt like there was a very clear answer to the puzzle, right? I mean, the group four, starting with Patrick Cantlay to win that group. I mean, he's in there with Brian Harmon, who is in horrible form. Cage Lee and Nick Taylor. Like he is by far the class of that uh, group. And not only that, I mean, he's the second biggest favorite to win his group behind Scotty Scheffler. And I think for, for good cause Xander Schauffele to win his group as well. Now, listen, it's a very volatile group and with Tom Hoagie and Aaron wise in there. And those guys we know uh, can absolutely go nuclear and their blow up holes that normally hold them back. Doesn't matter near as much in match play because 
if you put up an eight, it doesn't really matter. You should move on to the next hole. Like, like you lost the hole. There's no carryover. And so, um, but Xander Shoffley in that group was the, the clear one to me and Zalatoris in seven as well with uh, Ryan Fox, Harris English and Andrew Putnam. Now the other ones are where I kind of got into a little wonkiness a little bit. I mean, you know, Siwoo Kim plays very well on Pete Dye courses. This is a Pete Dye course. He's in there with Victor Hovland, who certainly has been up and down all year long. Chris Kirk and Matt Kuchar certainly uh, were the adversaries in this, but getting nearly three to one on Siwoo Kim was enough for me to pull the trigger on him. Kirk Kitayama to win his group as well. And that is going up against some pretty big names in there. But the thing with Finau is... Look, I just don't know. I'm handicapping personality here, and that's unfair. But, like, the killer instinct, I think, in this head-to-head type format where, you know, there is at least a little bit of mind games going on. We talk about Billy Horschel having success at this tournament, and it's because, like, you know, he's he's kind of a, you know, well, you know, fill in the blank. And so, like, he's he's one of those dudes that, <laughs> that like, you know, it's, it's going to be annoying to play with him, you know? Like, he's just, he's... His attitude, the way he carries himself, he stands over putts for half an hour before he hits them. Like, there's all kinds of things that go into this as well. And like, I, I don't know if Tony Finau is that is that guy for something like this. Where and so Kurt Kitayama ended up getting getting my uh, play there. Minwoo Lee in Group 11. Mainly, I was just attacking Group 11 because Matt Fitzpatrick is in that group and he's just playing horribly right now. I actually have JJ Spawn in a head-to-head against him. JJ Spawn currently leading that match. That one's already underway, so feeling pretty good about that. Taylor Montgomery coming out of 12. Um, This is mainly because if you're looking at the price we're getting on him, I just did not have him as that big of an underdog to Spieth and Lowry in this thing, and so this was kind of a numbers, more more of a numbers play for me on Montgomery. Tyrrell Hatton, Group 14. I know Kelly Bidlin is very high on Tyrrell Hatton Hatton in this one. I am as well. This was kind of a pod play, by the way. Spoiler, if you didn't catch long shots this week, all three of us were on Tyrrell Hatton this week coming out of Group 14. And then Corey Connors out of Group 15, in which it's a very volatile group in Cam Young, Sepp Straka, and Davis Thompson. Uh, Cam Young not playing his best golf so far this year, Sepp Straka either. And so, it was just taking the consistency of a Corey Connors coming out of group 15. So Tyrrell Hatton, Saeed Zagala, and Siwoo Kim as your outrights there. 23 yes. to 1, 75 to 1, and 71, respectively. Yes, <laughs> I think. And and mainly because, so the, the thing with Zagala, you're going like, wait, you don't even have him to win his his group. And, and yes, that is true. Mainly because I'm trying to just play the upside of the variance with Saeed Zagala and, and just playing him as an outright because... There is nobody that rockets up and down leaderboards more than Sahith Tagala. Like, you'll look, and, and he's T3, and then two holes later, he's T30, and you're like, what's going on? It's because he put up an eight and a five back-to-back, you know, on, on, a, on, a, par, on a par three and a par four. And so I, um, I'm going to embrace the variance here because that doesn't hurt a guy near as much when it comes to Tagala. So uh, I just have him as an outright, and hopefully the, the variance could, could run pure for him. Okay. Um, Long shots. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Mm -hmm. It's Matt Brown. It's Wes Reynolds. It's Kelly Bidlin. I hear that the technology is seamless on that uh, podcast, that there's no issues there whatsoever. We we have a minute left. Mm -hmm. I've asked you about this, but I haven't really asked you your feelings. Because those who missed this, um, when you and Stormy did the final countdown and you had to, what is it called, the Carolina Reaper chip? Yes. Okay. And you, you ingested... This and it, it was it, it was amazing to watch. I know it wasn't amazing to go through. You lost a bet and you had to ingest a Carolina Reaper. Could you mm-hmm. describe to us what that experience was like? Yeah. So further, I did a little bit further research and all this, and apparently they try to make this thing hotter each and every year. So when you go on to buy it online, 
there's like a year next to the thing. It, like, it'll say like, oh, it's the Carolina Reaper from 2022 or 2021 or whatever. And it, so I, of course, got the the hottest version of this thing. But, Gil, it was it was pain. And I'm not talking about like from the, the initial eating is like, yeah, it's hot and it sucks and all of that, whatever. But it is the hour after that. It's the three hours after that. It's the 10 hours after that of like the thing still inside of your body from and just one causing chip. havoc. One yes. chip. Yes, causing havoc for a full 24 hours. It was it was absolutely miserable. I didn't eat for 24 hours. Like I didn't want to eat. Like there was nothing I wanted to put in my body. It was horrible. It was it was absolutely miserable. Do not do it unless you lose a bet. I'll just put it that. Like, don't do it for fun. Like some of these some of these people just do it for fun. I was do not say, do it people, for fun. People buy these willingly. Like this is like a- I know, I know. Don't wow. do it for fun. It's it's not worth it. We it's saw. not fun. There's nothing fun about it. What you we called Matt like later in the day? He was still like dying from it. Yeah, Gil, Gil and I were the only people that were like feeling bad I for felt you. We terrible. Like, this for is you. hard to watch. Yeah. All right, I won't ask you about it again. I promise. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Coming back, we'll uh, recap our tennis and golf bets for the day. It's a numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM. 
BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Right here on the numbers game. Uh, yesterday, I failed to mention Kelly. Uh, so, uh, Deborah, um, my girl is uh, watching the uh, last couple innings with me of Japan and the USA. She is a she's Canadian, but she's also of Korean ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she like when Japan won standing ovation. She was so happy about it. And uh, at that point, I felt the need to like sort of launch into a history lesson that Japan had invaded Korea for the first part of the 20th century and had tried to stamp out Korean culture <laughs> and try to try to indicate that perhaps she shouldn't. Be. So she looks at me. She looks back at the TV. And she starts clapping again. And she's like weeping. <laughs> it's just oh, no yeah. mood for the history lesson. Poor. The uh, yeah, I got a couple other things. Uh, I don't know if you caught the clip of Trout and Shohei talking pregame. So, you know, just further, like, show, hey, come on, man. Yeah. Like, we all know. We all know now. Just just, 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 just tell us all one day. Like, me and you were texting back and forth. Oh. Just one of these days oh, he's going to snap at it. Snap at someone. It's going to be in perfect English. We're going to be like, ah, there it was. That was the, what was, uh, Kike Hernandez? He used to do that as a, uh, as a prank when he played for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. His yeah. name is Kike Hernandez. <laughs> and so free agents that come to the Dodgers and don't know any better assume he doesn't know English. And so he plays this gag where he like he acts like he doesn't know English for like he did it with Ryan Madsen when Ryan Madsen came over for like three weeks or four weeks like a full month he acted like he didn't know English and finally one day he's like bro I can speak English <laughs> <laughs> it's like one. a whole thing you know, the other thing after that game is there's like what do we do in American society and there's like handshakes a fist bump. Like, in Japanese culture, they bow. Like, they, these guys are bowing. Can I and tell you something? It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, but, like, what? it's the ultimate just one-up of everything we do. Like, the when Matsuyama won the Masters, that's still a chilling sports moment to me. When the caddy kind of just bowed to the course, you know, like, that's a chilling moment in sports to me where it was, like, just amazing to witness. That was un- That was one of the great moments but Like, us dopey Americans. Like, high five, bro. Yeah. High five. And then, like, it's like this it super is, respectful it bow. It is such a respectful, dignified gesture. And I just want to... I was moved by that yesterday also. Also, Munitaka Murakami, who is just an amazing player, hit a homer again. He had Ichiro's jersey up on the podium, which I thought was just a yeah. great touch also, right? Just soaked in respect. Speaking of respect and a lack thereof, did you see the Dylan Brooks, Kyrie Irving non-jersey swap? (laughs) Can you tell me what happened? So Dylan Brooks asked Kyrie for a jersey swap and he turns him down? No, no. I mean, look, I'm not going to say I read all the details of the story because I pretty quickly skimmed through it. But, yes, it was the – I believe that is correct. It was the – uh, Dylan Brooks trying to do the jersey swap <laughs> with Kyrie Irving and legit the exact opposite of what we're talking about. Right, exactly. Kyrie didn't want anything to do with it. I mean, you know, Dylan Brooks is not exactly a lot of people's fans uh, these days. And um, I believe it was Chandler Parsons said it was the ultimate disrespect in the NBA to do something like that. He's right. Also, remember that Fred Van Vliet thing? You pointed this out before the show. We had Fred. We had the audio of Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. after a game a couple weeks ago where yeah. he was just going after the officials. And by the way, it was a beautiful thing because he was calm and he laced that calm diatribe with curse words. 
So just as I'm talking to you now, it'd be if I just threw in curse words every few words to express his dissatisfaction with the refs. And we noted at the time, you and I, that the fine seemed very light at $30,000. And I said out loud, I was like, I bet you the NBA agrees with him. That's why it's light. And what did we find out? Well, we found out that the uh, official, the specific official that he went after, um, according to, hold on, let me pull up this exact tweet so I don't screw this up. Uh, I believe it was Tom Haberstrow that had this first, that he's basically been demoted. <laughs> um, did agree with him. Yeah, I, so yeah. essentially they did agree with him, yeah. Uh, we get tweets. We'll get to our tennis and our golf picks again for those who missed it. But we get tweets at Biddy the Book. This is from – this is everybody reacting. Ben Taylor. Jeez, ben couldn't Taylor. Find, remember the ref's name. But, yeah, that was uh, from Habistro, uh recently demoted Ben Taylor from his, uh, in, the, in, in his assignments. So, basically, from head referee down and went to a different crew. So, yeah, I, like, I kind of laughed when you said that on air about, like, maybe they kind of agree with what uh, Fred yep. Van said. Yep. And uh, maybe they do. How about that? We get tweets at Benny the Book. This is all, again, if you missed it earlier, while we were on the air, Iga Sviantek pulled out of the Miami Open, the second half of the Sunshine Double, which he won last year uh, after pulling out, not pulling out, but after losing in the Indian Wells semis badly to the eventual champion, Elena Rabakina, in a fashion that we are we never see Iga lose. And she said afterwards, she goes, I have a rib injury, and it doesn't allow me to play to my high level. So well, she pulls out of the Miami Open, and while we were on air, we're like, grab Sabalenka, grab Rabakina. Coach 40-40, Gil, uh, oh, he wants to hear the picks again. Yes, we will get to the tennis picks. David Dudley got both of them, Sabalenka and Rabakina, each way at Bet Rivers, plus 550, plus 600. Jason H11, thanks for the heads up. Got Sabalenka, plus 540, Rabakina, plus 600. Mike Zilla's Duke 90, got uh, E&R, he means uh, Elena, uh, he means uh, Sabalenka and Rabakina, or however he said it, 3-1 to one and 4-1 to one to reach the final 40% nickels. Thanks. People with a shorthand, I don't even understand sometimes. Uh, J-Rod coming back in, he said, was funny watching the Miami Open futures get taken down or move. Some didn't take down at all. He's got, uh, he's got Rabakina 9-1 to one from Monday. He says, let's go. And he laced that with a curse word. Michael Burns, quick draw, got Rabakina plus 650, Sabalenka plus 550, and Rabakina plus 210 to win the quarter. Drew Densick, our friend Drew Densick, he says, peppered the board. Thank you to J-Rod. Uh, Jeff Woosner, bet MGM, pulled the WTA futures. Caesars and bet Rivers still had it for a while. Caesars was uh, 10 to 1 and 16 to 1 on Rabakina and Sabalenka, I guess, in a, in a meeting of the finals. Um, this is from Jack in a Prius 2.0. This is about the Lamar Jackson talk we had with, with Pritch. Ravens made an offer they knew Jackson would say no to. They don't want him, and smart teams in the league don't want him either. Hashtag Lamar Truther. Hashtag overrated. Murphy, 12800. Gil, great segment with Pritch. Mike is right on with his Lamar take. The Ravens have taken the position that the name on the front of the jersey means more than the name on the back. The Lamar hate is unbelievable. Ray Pierce, it sure sounded to me that Pritch had no time or use for Lamar because of him not playing in the playoffs. Could that be a major factor behind the lack of interest? I didn't get that impression from Pritch, did you? No, I don't know about that. Uh, this is from, uh, oh, our, our buddy Phil Weiss. He says, there's an, oh, he's talking about how I sang the etiquette of, you know, make a bet. If they still have it up five, ten minutes, feel free to make it again. Phil Weiss points this out. He might be right. He goes, there's no etiquette back east. He said, we're dealing with foreign corporate bookmakers, traders, they call themselves. There's no Chris, Jimmy, or Vinny here. It's open warfare. Some people <laughs> going to have that. Chili Gambler. Hey, Gil, uh, how do you size the risk of your tennis bets? For example, Brangle at plus 280 versus Blinkova at minus 139. Are you betting them the same amount? Wish you did a beating the book pod for Miami. I'm glad we kind of didn't now because of Ego pulling out because it would have rendered a yeah. lot of it sort of meaningless. 
I'm doing the same amounts. I know a lot of people like go go small on the big dogs. I don't play it that way. Um, but that's just me. Jason H11, I have to agree with Dan. Nothing like a warm New York City Jewish deli plain bagel with butter. And uh, this from Chili Gambler, he says, Gil on WTA Futures, wait 10 minutes and hit it again. Great advice. <laughs> Gambling and relationships. I shouldn't Ron Burgundy through these. Jesse Welch, Dag Nabbit, I love the Vista app so I can listen on delay and skip commercials, but this is the second time I've missed an opportunity that you all put out there. Keep doing the good work, fellas. And then Jamie Leva saying that... Uh, Dan Bespris, The Plain Bagel, excellent on the show today. Really appreciate all the feedback from everybody. I wish I could read them all. Kelly, let's review your golf bets real quick. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot of these uh, underway, but as far as me, some of the some of the group matchups, they'll pro- or the group to advance from the group, those will probably be readjusted. After today's action, there are, I think, about four or five matchups uh, out on the course right now. Um, but as far as what I have advanced from, from group, can't lay – uh, in group four, Tony Finau in group 10, Tyrrell Hatton in group 14, and Cameron Young in group 15, and Adam Hadwin in group 13. First round matchups, uh, J.J. Spawn underway uh, with Matt Fitzpatrick. He is up on Fitzpatrick right now. Cameron Davis down to Xander Shoffley currently. Uh, don't believe the – no, Tom Hogan and Aaron Wise, I think, are all square. Shane Lauer, Tyler, Taylor Montgomery, and Tom Kim – uh, Alex Norn matchups have not started yet, so you could probably still bet those outrights. Max Homa, Terrell Hatton here. Max Homa, kind of the same reasoning that uh, Matt had for Sahith Gala while he was playing him on an outright. Homa's in a tough group. I'm not positive. He, he, I'm not super confident he's going to get out of the group. Gil, but if he does, I'm left in the Sweet 16 with a world-class player at a 22 to 1 odds. So that's kind of the way I ended up betting that uh, group, just just taking him on it. All right, and I got the six tennis plays. They'll be on the picks page. Just know that the Radu Kanu match is the first one to start. It starts in about five minutes, at least according to the schedule, and that has moved against me. You can get Radu Kanu at plus money now against Bianca Andrescu, which is always dicey, but Radu Kanu's numbers are just flat out better. We've done all we could do. Lombardi Line next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.